Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show here. And uh, thanks for tuning in and stopping by to uh, have a chat with me about what's going on in the market. Um, We are all feeling better. I did forget to say that last time. COVID is finally out of here. And, uh, you know, last time I was getting over it and feeling much better than my wife got it. And, you know, mild symptoms at best and just, you know, that quarantine period. So we are on the mend from that. Little man got his cast off. And he's back to summer activities, wants to do all the summer things that he couldn't do. So all of that is good. And then, uh, you know, we had a a little vacation planned. And in true to this summer's fashion, the resort caught on fire. So we had to scramble and come up with some other plans. But uh, ultimately, I think everyone was safe from that fire. And we are now booked at another place. So we are going to spend some uh, quality time together. And, you know, get out there and experience all the things that we've kind of missed here for a while. So with that being said, um, it is Wednesday, August 10th, about uh, 140 as I'm recording this. We did have a, a CPI print this morning. Hopefully you saw it on the uh, Let It Grow Investing page on Facebook. I did post it as soon as I heard it this morning. I believe that report came out at 830. And, you know, as I said, I try to do up to the date information on the Facebook page. So I posted that 835, 840 uh, as I was listening in this morning. And ultimately, uh, I guess I was kind of right. I'll, t- I'll take it as a win. We had anticipated about 8.7% inflation and it came in at 8.5. So it is trending down. Now that is uh, overall the overall CPI consumer price index now, we did still have core inflation uh, come in right in line where it was supposed to be. That's what we we're really looking forward to those core numbers coming down. That's going to be your your food, your shelter, your, uh, you know, your housing numbers and uh, oil. Oil came down, but the food and the shelter are still trending up. Uh, I think a lot of that is not so much in the uh, the transportation anymore. Or the food cost, it's going to be more in the logistics and the wage inflation of getting goods from A to B and boxes, packaging, things like that, versus the uh, the fuel that was really that driver in the last print. So good to see that that is coming down. Um, I'm reading a report here on New York Times, basically just saying that uh, the price increases have eased more than expected, and we are also worried about what the federal reserve is going to do with this information. Uh, A lot of talks were saying that if this print came in hotter than expected, we were going to get possibly an emergency uh, additional rate hike in August. Even though the Federal Reserve normally doesn't meet in August, they were saying that if it came in hot, they might have to do that. So now we're looking forward to September. We should have the PPI out uh, tomorrow, I believe. And then we will see where we go next month. And then ultimately what that Federal Reserve is going to do about the next rate increase in September. Now, hopefully that's uh, 50 basis points to 75 basis points. We'll ultimately see they still got uh, 
a lot of assets in the their uh, what am I trying to say? Their reserves that they're trying to sell off. And we're still worried about that. Are they going to flood the market with all these bonds that they have on the books? Or how how is that going to taper down? So we're really going to see what they do in their next plan for uh, kind of dwindling down their balance sheet and getting some of that off the books. So that's all out there. We've got uh, you know energy costs uh, fell, as, we, as I kind of already said. We have airfares that are tumbling as jet fuel prices are coming down. Uh, food prices are accelerated. Uh, it says driven by rising costs for coffee, butter, and other goods. Rent prices continue to climb quickly, propping up inflation. Now, we had talked about that previously, that uh, as a lot of the uh, the rent freezes that were in uh, in place, you know, a lot of landlords weren't allowed to increase those rents from the pandemic. Uh, a lot of those prices are now catching up. So those prices are creeping up. And a lot of that is going to be that core number in that CPI that is still inflated. So we might see those kind of remain elevated until they kind of cap out. We're still watching that unemployment number. Uh, I know that last time we added some new jobs, we still need to see if that wage growth continues to climb or if we can kind of put a taper on that and bring it back down to that level where not everything else is climbing exponentially with it. So a lot of things going on, um, you know, a lot of kind of conflicting numbers with Inflation coming down, wage growth going up, jobs growing up, you know, it's just all over the board. And it's kind of hard to say if we're in a recession, if it's going to be short term or if there's more factors that are rumbling under the surface. Sometimes it's as simple as we don't know what we don't know. There's a lot of underlying factors that could be a problem. There's a lot of things out there that uh, could be under the surface that we just haven't found yet. But, uh, Hopefully, overall, I do think that the inflation coming down is a good sign. We definitely needed to see that slow, and hopefully everything else can kind of get back to that normal that we're looking for, and uh, we can really go somewhere from there. But um, going forward, last time I told you guys I had sold a little bit of Enphase. I sold about 10% of my Enphase stake, and I had put it into NVIDIA. And I, I guess I'll say that um, I don't even know that I was wrong. I still want to build that NVIDIA position. And they had gone ahead and pre-announced that their, um, their quarter was going to be bad. So some of that pre-announcement was due, in fact, with the, uh, the gaming revenue and that that business was slowing down. But um, I still think long term, I'm in a good spot being in. Uh, NVIDIA. So a lot of people are saying, is it a panic or is it an opportunity? Can we buy it? I'm still in that camp of, I want to buy these stocks that are quality names that have a great future ahead of them. I know that a lot of things right now have kind of slowed. Crypto is kind of slowed. The miners have slowed. And uh, a lot of them, different businesses out there for NVIDIA have been uh, slowing down a bit. But Ultimately, I do think when we look forward and kind of zoom out, we look about five, 10 years down the line, I still think this is a great company. So ultimately, I want to be buying these companies when no one else wants them. Uh, granted, I don't want to buy them right on that falling knife day. It's, uh, I'm, I bought it right before that. I didn't know this news. 
And sometimes that's where I come up with the, the line of, we don't know what we don't know. I didn't know that, uh, you know, NVIDIA was going to announce that gaming was slowing and that the quarter is going to be bad. But, um, you know, going forward, when you look past that and you zoom out, if I can buy a little bit and buy it towards that bottom when no one else seems to want it, I still think this is a quality company. So with that being said, I kind of had this idea of buying dip names when they are out of favor. Now, I'm not saying, you know, all tech or the chips or anything related to gaming is completely out of favor. Should it could it have been slowing down a little bit? Sure. But, uh, you know, you look at companies like Take-Two Interactive or Activision Blizzard, all those gaming companies that are still making new titles, making new uh, advancements in their field. And you kind of look at those when they're getting beat down as well as some other ones or even some that are really not related uh, completely. At, and, and I'm thinking like names like retail. You know, a lot of people don't want to touch retail at all right now, um, you know, whether it be Target or Nike, Lululemon, or, you know, VFC, any different company, you know, you can take a look at and see that people really aren't looking to buy these names right now. No one wants to be in retail. And sometimes, now I'm not saying all of these are a buy, I'm not saying that at all, but sometimes you want to be buying, you know, for what's going to be a, a three-year turnaround or a longer turnaround. You might want to do it a little bit closer to when you think they're really going to turn around. But other times, it's nice to have a collection of it and build up that that portfolio throughout that uh, that next little bit of a downturn when no one's really paying attention. I know I've, I've probably beat this dead horse several times, but Caterpillar, no one really wanted it. I started buying it up. It, it kind of got lucky. It kind of just worked for me at the time. But uh, I was buying that up when no one else was. And I still think, you know, some companies like uh, Starbucks or McDonald's, sometimes people aren't really looking for those. McDonald's probably isn't the best uh, excellent or uh, example of that right now. Maybe more so Starbucks. When everyone's looking at Starbucks, Chinese, uh, China business slowing down, you know, that might be a good time to go ahead and buy it. I know it's a big growth driver. That's where a lot of their new business comes from. But uh, it, it is kind of a, a scary one. It is a little bit more volatile, but there's always a company that is just kind of getting left behind, whether it be utilities or mall space or, you know, retail or just something to do with another factor that's out there that no one wants to touch. There is always some kind of value out there. So sometimes we're we're looking for growth and you know we might not be looking for that long-term turnaround play but it is nice to have a little bit of that in your portfolio to be buying when it's down uh, for that eventual turnaround because a lot of these great names especially the the dividend aristocrats that have been doing this for forever uh, I'm thinking of uh you know again VFC Target um you know Essex Property there's a lot of different names out there that people aren't really looking at, their valuations are getting lower, their dividends are getting higher. And if you're collecting this dividend while betting on a long-term turnaround for a company, I think you could be in a good spot. Now, I'm not saying to put all your money in there, but I'm saying if you have some in your position where you don't think it's gonna be a great uh, 12 months um, and you have that time on your side to accumulate shares for 12 months and then slowly see this uh, market turnaround, 
it, it could be a good long-term strategy as well as having other companies that are going to have more of that growth factor right now for you. Uh, buy some of the things that are out of favor when you can. And uh, I sometimes I think of it like building a, uh, a team, right? Or uh, a fantasy football or soccer or whatever, whatever sport you play or know. Um, I could kind of relate it to soccer because that's kind of, you know, that was always my sport growing up. You want to have some of these forwards that are going to be doing that growth that, uh, you know, going forward and making the plays. And then you kind of want to have some of these defensive names that are going to be more uh, long term or stable or have the dividends. And then, you know, you've got your companies in the middle that are doing a little bit of both uh, smaller dividends, a little bit more growth. And then, you know, you've got your your goalie, if you will, that's going to be your utilities or your insurance or some different names like that that are going to have a more well-rounded play. And uh, sometimes these names that I'm talking about, the value names might be more of that defensive or, you know, goalie type uh, position, but it might be a name that is going to help you when uh, maybe these technology stocks fall off. Um even like Clorox, just off the top of my head, you know, Clorox coming out saying things are going to start turning around. Their pricing power has uh, kind of been built in now. You know, they raise their prices due to raising costs. And and now, you know, as uh, the costs are coming down, they're able to keep those prices elevated. So some some of those names like that where you're not really looking for, uh, they, they might actually turn out to be some of your best picks just based off the fact that you're buying them right. And they have such a good track record of raising the dividends and continuing to grow uh, through mergers, acquisitions, or just organic growth of uh, coming out with new products or establishing new business. And uh, just just some different things to think about. Just the way I've been kind of thinking about it today and uh, names that I really want to add. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. I'm actually going to come back and tell you guys a little bit of the companies that I've been looking to add to right now. Uh, as well as we're going to get into the investing challenge uh, for week, what are we on? 30, 33, we are already there. So we are uh, inching our way to the end of the year. We're trying to uh, outdo the S&P 500 by the end of the year. And uh, hopefully we are going to do just that. So stick around. I will be right back and we'll get into all that news. All right. Welcome back here. So if you are not on the Facebook uh, Let It Grow Investing group, please get over there and join the group. We are doing uh, some different things. We're doing the the yearly 2022 uh, investing challenge where I am putting in $200 every week uh, into the market based on uh, the results of the poll from the group. And we are uh, you know, looking at stocks, ETFs, crypto, uh, any different security that we can buy uh, in order to build a portfolio over the year. Uh, put in about ten thousand four hundred over the course of the year, and see if we can't outdo the uh, the S and P five hundred for the year. So that's part of the goal there. And I'm also posting up some different news as you know as it happens, versus uh, you know just trying to keep up with it uh, through the podcast every uh, you know Monday and Thursday. So it's a little bit more up to date over there sometimes. But uh, with that being said, uh, if you could go ahead and like, subscribe, and share, that would mean the world to me as well. And, uh, you know, that's the quickest way that we're going to uh, build a community of like-minded investors. So if you could do that, I'd greatly appreciate it. But um, with that being said, we've, uh, where are we at? We've got uh, the Let It Grow Investing Challenge for week 33. Uh, we've got five different names. 
And, uh, you know, this week was more of a REIT uh, week, real estate investment trust. So we're looking for a little bit more in the way of dividends this week. And uh, these five names are all, all stocks that I think could serve us really well. And uh, one being uh, SPG. The, that first ticker is Simon Property Group. Now, they are a owner and operator of retail malls um, around the country. And you're going to be getting uh, some of that retail discount that I was talking about earlier. And um, you're good, really going to be buying it as things are coming down. And currently, you're getting about a 6.25% dividend for holding your money in this stock. It uh, did bottom out in 2020. Uh, in the 50s is really where I'm seeing it. And currently, we are sitting at 111. But uh, it was trading at 171 back in November. So I still think that we are uh, much closer to a bottom than a top. And, you know, you're getting it at a one beta, a 16.8 PE, and uh, just that 6.25% dividend to wait and, and let this one run up is uh, pretty massive, especially while I think that a lot of the uh, occupancy rates for Simon Property Group are very high. And uh, ultimately, they are able to keep most of these um, customers in their uh, rental units as, as far as uh, the mall space and, and what have you. So Simon Property Group is number one on this list for um, the investing challenge poll for this week. Number two is uh, Prologis. And if you haven't heard of Prologis, they are a warehouse type company that uh, kind of got beat up from Amazon saying that they overbuilt and they were, you know, renting out more space than they needed from Prologis. So ultimately, Prologis traded down on this news. Uh, I believe that uh, Amazon only represents about 5% of their, uh, their business. And of that 5%, it was not that big of a hit uh, as Amazon still needs a lot of warehouses. So they still have a lot of them. They did cut some, but uh, they still have more than uh, a lot of people really reacted to. So they're trading at 133. The the dividend is a li little bit smaller on this one, but you do have 18.4% of upside uh, according to 12 different analysts. And uh, I, I do think that there is a good amount of upside baked into this stock just on the, the rising need for uh, warehouse space with everyone doing business online. They might not have a storefront, but they need that warehouse space. Uh, the dividend is 2.38%. So that is number two. Prologist uh, ticker was PLD. Uh, number three is uh, Medical Properties Trust, MPW. And uh, another company that I think is going to do very well for us. I've owned this one for a long time. Uh, very, or the, the beta is very low. So not a lot of risk. It's at a 0.7. Uh, the PE is at an 8.1. You're getting a 7% dividend to sit on this stock and let that money uh, work for you. So 7% dividend, if you buy now, you lock in that dividend rate. They have been paying a rising dividend for uh, quite some time. I'll have to check as to how long that is. The analyst research on this one, saying about 15% of a, a upside on this. So you're getting a 7% dividend plus 15% of a price target appreciation possibility out there. And uh, this is going to be one they, they own a lot of different uh, medical properties, obviously, but uh, hospitals and uh, healthcare real estate. 
So uh, that would be number three, Medical Properties Trust, ticker is MPW. Uh, number four is uh, related. I talked about this one on last episode is uh, Ventus. It's uh, VTR and they are a senior living and retirement home uh, real estate investment trust. So you're going to be getting a, uh, a larger dividend, 3.56% of low risk at a 0.6. And uh, the analyst research on this one is going to be about 17% up also. And then the final one is IIPR. Now, this one has been growing that dividend massively over the past seven years or so. They also have the most amount of upside on this list at 67%, call it. And, uh, you know, they do operate in that cannabis space. They are running uh, cannabis properties and uh, grow operations, warehouse operations for that industry. So I do think that there's a lot of upside especially if things get fully legalized on a federal level. Uh, so uh, a lot of different uh, ways to invest into real estate investment trusts. And IIPR is going to also give you the highest dividend. It's 7.6% currently uh, with the most amount of upside, but it is the riskiest. So sometimes we'll see that uh, goes kind of hand in hand. Uh, it is a 1.2 on that beta. I still think that it is a, uh, a good operator. And uh, one that could really do, uh, I think, a world of good for your portfolio, assuming that you want to be uh, invested in any sort of cannabis type stock. Uh, I know some people do, some people don't. Really just depends on your mix of what you're looking to have. But uh, now getting back over to, well, first I'll say, please go over to Let It Grow Investing. Vote on which one you want to see us add to the portfolio for week 33. But now when I'm looking back over at my portfolio, I told you that uh, I had sold some stuff. I'm raising some cash. I'm trying to get some some different things. Some of them are on the cheap. Some of them, um, actually, most of them are on the cheap. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Uh, but some are more dividend names. Some are a little bit more growth focused. So here's my shopping list right now. Um, first one is Starbucks, S-B-U-X. I'm still looking to add to this one. I've got some limit orders on all of these stocks. That's how I'm looking to buy them. If uh, the market does turn a little, uh, you know, a little bit red, I'll be buying these on the dip. And uh, Starbucks, as I said, they've been beat down over some bad China news and ultimately, you know, a little bit of hurt in the, uh, the business over there. Uh, Howard Schultz is now acting as the CEO and we are trying to see if he can bring back the life to Starbucks uh, in order to get this going again and ultimately kind of revitalize the ship. I do think that, uh, you know, obviously he's been there before. So I do think that he's got a, a good hand on what's going on. And I really do have a lot of faith in that. So I am looking to add Starbucks. Uh, SoFi was number two that I'm looking to add. Now, this one. Uh, had that good earnings, had, uh, you know, Elliott Management looking to invest. I think they were doing some buybacks. They had a lot of different things going for them. The bank charters at the right place, right time. And I told you guys in the eights, I wasn't interested. And then I saw it drop to, uh, I believe right now we're at an upper seven, 790. I do have a limit order on this at 725. I think I told you guys maybe in the sixes, I would add. Uh, ultimately, I, th I think this is probably about a 10% drop from where we currently are. Um, so I've got it set there. 
and I'm not looking to add a ton. And I'm just looking to kind of trickle some money into some of these names that I think are going to do better long time for us. So SoFi was number two. Number three, I already talked about this one. I already bought some last week. Uh, I think I bought some on the dip when uh, they had announced that uh, the quarter was going to be bad. And that one is NVIDIA. Ticker is NVDA. I am still looking to buy more NVIDIA. Again, they've they've got all the right product mix, even though some of it is not working out as anticipated right now. So if gaming goes down, I know laptop sales are down because everyone already bought them or home computers are down. Uh, but they still have got uh, a lot of different drivers uh, from all their different cards and chips that they make. And ultimately, I know that this business is going to come back. Just because uh, everyone bought two years ago doesn't mean that they're not going not to buy again in two years. And the uh, the mix of NVIDIA products is, is very strong. So I'm looking to add uh, to that position really just to play this rebound in a long-term growth story. And uh, one that I just really feel like we should be strongly looking at at these prices. Uh, again, I've got uh, prices in the 160s is where I'm looking to buy. It's currently trading about 180. I think it's up about $8 today alone. So it should uh, some of this uh, green come out of the sales and we kind of trend back down. I will be buying more. Uh, number four is PayPal. And the ticker is PYPL. I am still uh, very bullish on PayPal. As I said last time, yes, the price got low. And uh, I still want to average in uh, now that it's come up out of those lows of the 60s. And we're trading in the um, uh, upper 90s. I've got a, a, a limit price here of 95.50 to add a couple more shares. If it gets down another 5-10%, I will probably add more. Uh, they had a rough last year, uh, certainly a rough 2022, but uh, they did just guide up. Their their guidance came out higher for uh, 2023. So I want to get involved in this stock heavier now, knowing that 2023, the earnings looks better, the revenue looks better. I want to play that before we actually see it in, uh, in print. I want to go on their word. I, I trust their management. And ultimately, I want to be a buyer of PayPal before it does this run. I'm still down on it. So I'm averaging down, uh, dollar cost averaging through. I do think this one has a great long-term uh, growth story. So I'm still there. Uh, number five is Disney. Now, Disney is just one that uh, has gotten kind of mixed up in a lot of different ways. I think they kind of got priced as a streaming company. But a lot of their other business and product lines and things really aren't uh, being noticed anymore. It almost seems like, you know, they're tied to the streaming. Disney Plus is, you know, growing, but not enough. So people aren't really touching it. But at the same time, people are traveling again. People are going to the parks. People are spending on all the different items that they have. And uh, I still think that the, the Disney Plus business is a growth driver going forward. And it really gets all their products out to all their customers uh, that have loved these movies for a long time. And ultimately, I don't think that families are going to really pull away from the Disney products as uh, you know, kids want to watch these movies. And even the parents want to show their kids movies from 
their youth. So I'm still a fan of Disney. I still think it is a, a great long-term play. I'm really waiting for that dividend to come back. I, I hope that comes back within the next few quarters. And um, yeah, I've got a, a limit price in the 106 area uh, currently trading at 112. So waiting for that one to drop a little bit. And then the final one on this list is Palantir. Uh, ticker is PLTR. They had a rough quarter. And um, I still think that the the Palantir business and the fact that they are just adding uh, a lot of sales staff within the last two years. Uh, Alex Karp, the CEO, founder, had really had this idea that people are just going to find his product and they're just going to sign up for it. Uh, that really wasn't the case. So to, I believe it was two years ago, they started adding uh, a sales staff and they are really building out that that business. And now I think, you know, after about four or five years is really how long it's going to take to get a really well-seasoned sales staff. So a lot of the, the commercial business or the, the government business has been there. They have been adding commercial clients, you know, left and right. And I do think that Palantir has great products in that space and they're going to continue to grow. And this was just kind of a bad quarter for them. So now going forward, I really, I really do have faith in all of these companies. Uh, there's a lot of other ones that I want to add to. There's still cryptos that I want to add to Bitcoin, Ethereum. But uh, right now, this is kind of the short list I came up with. Um, that's at least what's on the buys right now. Uh, I know there was a couple others. I think Altria and uh, I know I did buy a eh, Citibank was a while ago. And yeah, some more SoFi, NVIDIA, Citibank, Altria, Qualcomm going back to the end of June. I've been kind of sitting on my hands uh, through the month of July, knowing that uh, we were in this uh, pretty heavy rally mode. I don't really want to do a ton of buying. I kind of want to trickle in through those heavy rallies and find some stocks that really aren't being treated. Um, you know, in that rally, they're kind of getting left behind. So that's really what I'm looking at out there. Uh, if you got any questions on stocks that you're looking at or uh, ideas that you have, or even if you want to be on an episode, feel free to reach out. I'd like to kind of, you know, get a mix of people. If you're just starting and you got questions, great. If you're, uh, you know, certainly more advanced than me, even better. We can uh, certainly all work together and work off of everyone's knowledge in order to get to that next step on your path to financial freedom. So that's what I got for you guys. If you can go out, uh, subscribe and share, that means the world to me. And uh, ultimately, we will try to uh, grow this community of uh, like-minded investors. So thank you guys for stopping by. That's uh, all I got for you for today. And I will catch you uh, in the next one. Take care. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.